So it reads, truly, truly, I say to you, he who does not enter the sheepfold by the door, but climbs in by another way, that man is a thief and a robber. But he who enters by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. To him, the gatekeeper opens, the sheep hears his voice, and he calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. When he has brought out all his own, he goes before them, and the sheep follow him, for they know his voice. A stranger they will not follow, but they will flee from him, for they do not know the voice of strangers. This figure of speech Jesus used with them, but they did not understand what he was saying to them. So Jesus again said to them, Truly, truly, I say to you, I am the door of the sheep. All who came before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not listen to them. I am the door. If anyone enters by me, he will be saved and will go in and out and find pasture. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. He who is a hired hand and not a shepherd, he who does not own the sheep, sees the wolf coming and leaves the sheep and flees, and the wolf snatches them and scatters them. He flees because he is a hired hand and cares nothing for the sheep. I am the good shepherd. I know my own, and my own know me, just as the Father knows me, and I know the Father, and I lay down my life for the sheep, and I have other sheep that are not of this fold. I must bring them also, and they will listen to my voice. So there will be one flock, one shepherd. For this reason the Father loves me, because I lay down my life that I may take it up again. No one takes it from me, but I lay it down of my own accord. I have authority to lay it down, and I have authority to take it up again. This charge I have received from my Father. There was again a division among the Jews because of these words. Many of them said, he has a demon and is insane. Why listen to him? Others said, these are not the words of the one who is oppressed by a demon. Can a demon open the eyes of the blind? This is the word of the Lord. Well, good morning. Um, I do love some background music when I, um, when I speak, so... If that is still on, I would appreciate if, uh, you know, you turn that, that, that off. Um, for those of you who do not know me, my name is Blake Hilgenfeld, and uh, I'm a covenant member here at Providence Road. My family and I have been members here really since the beginning, and so we have uh, been here for over 10 years, and so it's my privilege and joy to be able to uh, share the word of the Lord with you uh, this morning, for that is what this time is truly all about. We gather in this place uh, to hear the one voice that truly matters, the one voice that will give us the peace and the comfort and the hope and life that we all long for this morning. The reality is this, we live in a time and a place um, unlike any other time in the history of the world. There are more voices and there are more comments that are coming out at us more than any other time in the history of this world. Whether it be social media, news, like wherever we turn, there are voices and there are comments and uh, we are prone to listen to them. And as we're going to see as we move along this morning, uh, those voices uh, most often rob us 
of our freedom and joy. And so we come here in this place in hopes, with confidence, knowing that God still speaks to us. He has spoken to us through his word, and he desires to speak to us this morning through his word and through the Holy Spirit. And so let's come to him in prayer and ask that he will give us ears to hear this morning. Let's pray. Father, as you know, there are many of us in this room this morning who believe that you speak to us through your word, the Bible. And so we come to you asking that you will help us to hear your voice this morning. That we will hear it, that we will believe it, that we will receive it, and as a result, we will follow you. But Father, as you know, there are some of us in this room who have a hard time believing that the Bible is your very word spoken to us. I mean, the thought of you actually speaking to us this morning in this place is hard to believe. But I ask you the same thing, that you will give us all ears to hear this morning, that we will hear your voice, that we will know it's your voice, that we will receive what you say and promise to us this morning, for we confess that your voice is the only voice our hearts, our minds, our souls are in desperate need of hearing this morning. We ask this in the name of Jesus, amen. Now, I have a pretty good feeling that none of us have any experience of shepherding sheep, Right? Anyone in here shepherds? No? I do not have any firsthand experience of what it's like to lead and protect a flock of sheep. Now, Jesus' audience in this passage, they would um, have understood the context and what Jesus is saying. At least they would understand this relationship between a shepherd and his sheep. But we, in 2022, we do not have this understanding of what it's like for a shepherd to leave a sheep. And so we've got some work to do to better understand this relationship between a shepherd and a sheep so that we will know the context in which Jesus is saying. And most importantly, we will understand the significance of what Jesus is saying. So let's look at verse 1. Jesus says this. He says, Truly, truly, I say to you, he who does not enter the sheepfold by the door, but climbs in by another way, that man is a thief and a robber. But he who enters the door by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. To him the gatekeeper opens. The sheep hear his voice, and he calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. When he has brought out all his own, he goes before them, and the sheep follow him, for they do not know the voice of the strangers." Now, on the screen, you're going to see a picture of what a sheepfold would have looked like. All right, so as you can see, uh, the walls are made up of stone. They're not too high, but they're high enough to where you would have to climb over the wall in order to get into the sheepfold. Now, notice there is one entrance. There is one door. There's one way into the sheepfold, and there's one way out of the sheepfold, but there is no physical door. It's wide open, but it's clear 
that there's one way in and one way out of the sheepfold. Now, imagine with me for a moment that it's nighttime, all right? So you have two shepherds, each with his own flock of sheep. Now, he goes into the sheepfold, and the sheep follow him. He goes out of the sheepfold, and there is this gatekeeper who protects the sheep at night. So he is there to protect and make sure that no one gets in or out to harm, destroy, or take possession of the sheep. Now, the next morning, imagine one of the shepherds, he goes into the sheepfold, and he begins to call his sheep by name. And his sheep will recognize his voice, and they will begin to follow him. They will only follow. They will only follow the voice of their shepherd. They will not follow the voice of the stranger. It's pretty amazing, isn't it? I mean, we know that sheep... Uh, are, are known to be pretty unintelligent and helpless animals, but this is actually pretty amazing that they recognize the voice of the stranger. They know his voice when, they call, when he calls them by name, and he will, they will follow him and only him, not the other shepherd. Now, what's the point of this? At this point in the story, it still doesn't make much sense to us, right? Okay, Great Jesus, where we appreciate the, the story and the picture of the sheepfold, the shepherd, the sheep, and all of this. If you have a hard time understanding what the point Jesus is making here, listen, you're not alone because his audience didn't understand the significance of what he was saying. So Jesus continues with the story. Look at verse 7. Jesus again said to them, Truly, truly, I say to you, I am the door of the sheep. All who come before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not listen to them. I am the door. If anyone enters by me, he will be saved and go in and out and find pasture. The thief comes only to steal, steal kill, and destroy. That's an accent, steal, kill. I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. Now, imagine with me just for a moment what life is like for a sheep outside the sheepfold. The sheep are what? They are constantly under threat. Everywhere they turn, there are dangers, there are threats, there are things and people that seek to destroy them or take possession of them. There is no safety and there is no protection outside the walls of the sheepfold. They are not saved from the threats that seek to kill, destroy, and harm them. Their only hope for safety and protection and life is found inside the sheepfold, and there's only one door that goes into that safety. Now listen, I'm totally aware that we are not sheep, physically, or reality, or real, right? But our life experiences are very similar to the life of the sheep. Life is full of uncertainties, isn't it? I mean, we face so many things in this life that threaten our safety and our security. We face so many enemies daily throughout our lives, in this life, that seek to take possession of us and even seek to, to kill and destroy us. 
And to be honest with you, the greatest of our enemies, the greatest enemies that humanity has, all the world has, every single one of us in this room, everyone outside of these walls, in the city of Norman, in the state of Oklahoma, United States, and beyond, the greatest enemies that humanity has is what's called sin and death. Those two are our greatest enemies. Now, Isaiah 53, 6 puts it like this. All we, like sheep, have gone astray. We have turned everyone to his own way. What this means is just like sheep, they, they wander off from their shepherd. They wander off from the, from, from the one who can protect them and give provision and nourishment. We are like the sheep. We all have wandered off from God who has promised to us to be our greatest protection, to be our greatest nourishment, to be the one that we are to follow. And instead, what have we done? We have followed our own broken and sinful desires, which led us away from God and has led us into this devastating reality that the wages of sin is death. There is a road that leads to life, and there is a road that leads to death. The way to life is the way that God has laid it out for his creation, for humanity, for you and me. And that way is for us to follow him, to seek him, to trust him, to be dependent upon him. To acknowledge that everything that we have in this life is a gift from him. And we just spent time this morning in confession, acknowledging that everything that we have is this gift from God. He's given it to us for us to follow and trust and obey and, and be dependent upon him. But we've gone our own way. We've chosen the way that leads to death. By following our own desires, by seeking our own glory, our own fame, our own recognition, essentially by going down this path that makes us our own gods, putting us above him, being dependent upon ourselves. Hey, I got this. I don't, I don't, I don't need you, God. I don't need anything from you. I, I, I got this on my own. And that way has led us into this devastating reality that we all need to be saved. We need to be saved from our two greatest enemies, which is sin and death. You feel that? If we don't understand that, if we don't see that, if we don't feel the weight of that, that we all have rebelled against God and we've gone down this path that leads to sin and death, then we will never understand the good news that Jesus lays out for us in this passage. We have to understand who we truly are apart from Jesus. And that is who we are. All like sheep, every single one of us, we've gone astray. But here comes Jesus. Here comes Jesus, and this is what he says to us. Listen to his voice. He says, I am the door. I am the door, and if anyone enters by me, what will happen? He will be saved, and he will go in and out and find pasture. Guys, Jesus is telling us that the only hope that we have in this life and the life to come, all of us like sheep have gone astray in this devastating rally. Here comes Jesus, and he says, I am the door. Enter by me, and you will have life. 
you will have salvation, you will have rest, you will have peace. How does this happen? Well, Isaiah 53 goes on to say, here's the good news. The Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. What this means is, is that the Lord has placed all of our sin, all the times that we have gone down this road saying, God, we don't need you, we are on our own, we can make it ourselves, all the times that we have rebelled against him, all the sin in our life, all the junk, all the brokenness, all the things that leads to guilt and shame in our lives, everything that we look in the past and we're like, man, I would give anything to be able to make up for that, but I can't. He places all of that upon Jesus at the cross and Jesus died the death that we all rightly deserve in our place as our substitute. Why? In order to become the door through which we may enter and find freedom from our two greatest enemies, and that is sin and death. And the promise that Jesus makes to us is this, that if you hear his voice, that you enter in through him, you have the promise of Jesus that you have victory over anything and everything that you face in this life and the life to come. Amen? You have victory in Jesus over anything and everything. Anyone in here want to be free from the guilt of sin? Anyone? In Jesus, he is the door, and if you'd entered in through him, you are forgiven. Everything is wiped clean. Everything. Not just a, a few here and there. Every single thing that you have done was placed upon Jesus. He took the punishment for you. Therefore, you are free from the guilt of sin. Anyone want to be free from the fear of death? Jesus is the door to victory over death. Jesus is the door to victory over death because he has conquered death for you. We're going to see in just a second that he has the authority to not only lay his life down, he chose to lay his life down, but he has the authority, which no one else has, to say, hey, I want to raise it up again. Anyone have authority to do that? Only Jesus and he was raised from the dead. Why? To give you and me victory over death, which then takes away our fear of death because we have freedom in Jesus. Anyone want to know in this life that no matter what you face in this life, that you are safe? Jesus is our safety. He's the one who has power over all things, and his power is for you. It's on you. You've got it as a result of being in Jesus, going through the door, entering through him. You have his safety. Anyone long for peace and rest for your soul, especially, man, in this time and day and age where anxiety and stress and fear are just off the charts? My soul, your soul, we can truly say it is well. It is well with our soul. Why? Because our soul belongs to Jesus. I am the door. Jesus says, I am the door. Come to me. Enter through me, and I will protect you all the days of your life. Do you hear his voice? 
do you believe him and trust him when he says, I am the door? Even though we cannot see him. At times, it's a little bit hard to believe, right? Even though we can't see him, do you hear his voice and believe him? And if you entered into him and received the promise that all who come to me will not only be saved, but man, I'm going to take you in and out of pasture, which means I'm going to take you in. I'm going to give you abundant life. I'm going to nourish you and protect you and give you rest. If you hear his voice and you've come to him and entered through him, then know this. Believe this. Bank on this. Hear his voice. Your life, my life, is secure in the hands of the good shepherd. It's secure. And his power and his love will protect us all the days of our lives. How do we know this? Like, how can we be sure of this? How can we be confident in the midst of the threats that we still face in this life, the anxieties that we still face in this life, the fears that we still face in this life, the dangers. How can we be confident that in the midst of everything that we face in this life, that Jesus' love and power and protection will keep us all the days of our lives? How do we know this? Let's go. Verse 11. Let's continue. Jesus says, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. He who is a hired hand and not a shepherd, who does not own the sheep, sees the wolf coming and leaves the sheep and flees, and the wolf snatches them and scatters them. He flees because he is a hired hand and cares nothing for the sheep. But I'm the good shepherd. I know my own, and my own own know me, just as the Father knows me, and I know the Father. I lay down my life for the sheep. Listen to this. And I have other sheep that are not of this fold. He's speaking to uh, the Pharisees and the Jews, but now he's speaking to us. He's saying, I have other sheep that are not of this fold. What does he say? I must. So I have, I must bring them also, and what? They will. I have, I must, they will listen to my voice. So there will be one flock and one shepherd. Man, I love what Jesus says in this passage here. Because if you're like me, you too have doubts. Like if we're honest with ourselves, which I want to be honest with you, man, I still at times lack confidence and assurance that I actually belong to Jesus. Why? Because I listen to this voice which tells me that I'm not good enough. That if I truly belong to Jesus, that if his spirit lived and dwelled within me, that I would not still do this and I would not still do that in my life. And that causes me, I listen to this voice, it causes me, well, you may not belong to Jesus. Or if you're like me, you listen to this voice of comparison which says that you have to be better, that you have to perform better why? In order to receive Jesus' love and acceptance, that somehow, some way, it's this that makes you one of his sheep. All lies. They're all lies. There is only one voice who speaks the truth, and that is the voice of the good shepherd. And you know what's true? This is what he tr- is true. He knows me. And he knows you. 
He knows you by name. He knows me by name. And you know what he did for us? He laid down his life for me, and he laid down his life for you. No one took his life from him. He willingly laid his life down, and he rose it up again. He has authority to raise it up. Why did he do this? Because he saw something good within us? Because he saw potential in us? No. The reason why Jesus laid down his life was in order to bring his sheep, me and you, into his fold. I have, I must, they will listen to my voice, and they will be one flock, and I will be their shepherd. Guys, this is what makes you and me one of his sheep. You hear his voice, he calls you by name, he brings you to himself, and you are his. Guys, what can give us more confidence and assurance than this? I have, I must, they will come to me and listen to my voice. This is what makes us one of his sheep that we hear and we come to him. If you've heard him and you've come to him, you believe you've received, that is evidence that you are one of his sheep. That's it. Because he calls you. He brings you to himself. He laid his life down for you. I have, I must, I will bring you into my fold. 23 years ago, I was sitting in my bed or in my room, on my bed. I was a, uh, it was a summer going to my junior year in college. It was one morning to be honest with you, I was still hungover from the night before. Now, weeks before this, um, I can't explain it. There was this uh, unexplainable desire within me to pick up the Bible and start reading again. I hadn't picked up the Bible since high school. But there was something within me that led me back to his word, and I began reading his word. And that morning, on my bed, the summer going into my junior year in college, I heard the voice of the good shepherd. And he said to me, he said, come to me. He said, through his word, I heard his voice. He says, come to me, you who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Come to me, and I will give you new life. Come to me, and I will save you. And I heard his voice. He brought me to himself, and he has never let me go, and he will never let me go. And if you've heard his voice, you've come to him, he will never, ever, ever, ever let you go. Why? Because he has, he must, they will come to him. That is what makes us secure in the hands of the good shepherd. His power, his love will keep us all the days of our lives. Is that not good news? Is that not news that gives us strength and security and hope and love and peace in this life, no matter what we face? This we can be sure of. Any other voices? I'm not sure. This one we can bank on. I am the door. I am the good shepherd. You come to me, and I will give you life, peace, rest. So what do we do with this? 
how, like, how does this change us as we leave this place and as we go throughout the week? Simply this. I, I want to try to make this as simple as possible. I know what life is like outside starting on Monday. We've got 40, 50, 60 hours a week of work, right? Like, it's, it's crazy. We've got kids, families, I mean, you name it. Listen to his voice. Listen to his voice. Listen to what he promises you. Listen to what he says about you. Listen to what is true about you as a result of being in Jesus. Guys, we've been through a lot over the past couple of years, haven't we? Yes? Been, it's, it, it's been full of uncertainty. There's been fear that has been rampant. There has been unrest. There has been division. There's been pandemics. There's been, like, I mean, a lot of stuff. And a lot of this fear and anxiety and unrest, to be honest with you, uh, a lot of it is a result of us listening to other voices and other comments. I mean, there are so many voices speaking to us. And I don't know about you, but I'm tired of the comments. I'm tired of, of, of all the voices. I'm tired of myself listening to all the voices. And I don't even have social media. But I see it. No, no matter where we turn, no matter what we do, no matter what we pick up, no matter what we look at, there are so many voices, so many comments that are seeking to rob us of our freedom and joy and security and peace and rest that we have in Jesus. So our response should be, man, let's turn to his voice. Let, let, let's, let's put that stuff down more often and let's pick up his word, turn to his word, hide his word in our heart. Let us preach it to ourselves and speak it to ourselves, the, his voice which tells us what is true about us in Jesus. And what is true about us in Jesus is that in him we have life, everlasting life. We have freedom, we have joy, we have acceptance, we have forgiveness, we have this inheritance in Jesus, we have his power towards us, we have everything that we need that's found in Jesus. And so as we leave this place, my challenge and encouragement to, to myself and to you, us, as his sheep, what voice are we going to listen to? What voice are we going to turn to? As his sheep, may we dedicate our lives every moment of every day, turning off and not listening to those voices, but turning to Jesus and listening to his voice. For his voice is what we desperately need. Amen? Let's pray. Father, it is absolutely stunning and amazing that you desire to speak to us. 
And your word spoken to us gives us life and salvation and freedom and joy and comfort and hope and peace and rest. And we ask that as we continue throughout this morning, that as we continue throughout this day, as we wake up tomorrow morning, that Holy Spirit, through the word, that you would give us ears to hear. That you would take your word and that you would speak it into the brokenness of our lives. That you would speak it into our fears. That you would speak it into our anxieties. That you would speak it all over us that we would find comfort and hope in you. We thank you that you have called us. We thank you that you have saved us. We, we've heard your voice, and we're grateful and thankful that you have called us by name into yourself, which has given us life. May that change everything about us. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Um. It's been a while since I have been able to um, talk about communion. But like you, I, I, uh, Sunday after Sunday, I, I, I sit and I observe and participate in communion. I love it. And I hope that you love it too. I hope that um, as a result of us doing it every Sunday, there's this... Uh, uh, maybe it's a, not a temptation, but we can, we can go into this. Oh, it's, it's just something that we do every Sunday. It shouldn't be something that we just, we just do. It is a reminder to us every Sunday of the promises that Jesus makes to us. So the bread represents his body that was broken for us and it's going to take some time. This stuff is hard if you've ever done communion. His body was broken. On the cross, his body was broken for his sheep. He took our place. He is our substitute. He did so that we could be free from the penalty of sin, which is death. And his blood The juice represents his blood, which covers. I mean, just picture it. Picture his blood covering all of your sin. All of it. Wiping it away, washing it away. Forgiven, clean. That is what's true of you if you're in Jesus. When the Father sees you, he sees you hidden in Jesus, which means he sees you in light of Jesus. He sees you covered in his blood. He sees you, he sees you wrapped in the righteousness of Jesus. He sees you, therefore, as, as acceptable. All because his body was broken and all because his blood was shed for his sheep. And it also reminds us that he's present with us. Jesus says, I have the authority to, to, to raise up my own life. And that's exactly what Jesus has done. He laid it down willingly to bring us into the fold. He was raised from the dead to give us victory over death. And he's with us now in the presence of the Holy Spirit, 
all of this is to remind us of the promises that we have in Jesus. So, as we come this morning, and as we take the bread and as we take the juice, let it serve as a reminder to us as his sheep of what Jesus has done for us and what he promises us. As power and love will protect us all the days of our lives. When you take it, remember what's true about you as a result of being in Jesus. When you take it, listen to his voice and hear what he says is true about you. Block off all those other voices, including the voice of yourself, and just listen to the voice of the Father. Listen to the voice of the Good Shepherd, which says you're mine. You're mine. I've got you. I will keep you. I lay my life down for you. I raise it up for you. And I will make sure that I will bring you with me into everlasting life. Now listen, if you're here this morning and, um, and you've never responded to the voice of Jesus, you hear him and, and you hear him say, I am the door, I am the good shepherd. Anyone who comes and enters through me, you will have life. But maybe you've heard that and you have not received that. You've actually not come to him. Right now, if you hear his voice, come to him. Don't wait. Come to him and you will receive the promise of life. You will receive the promise of his salvation. You will receive the promise that he will protect you all the days of your life. You are in desperate need of him. For he is the only one who can save you and rescue you from what we talked about earlier, from our greatest enemy, which is sin and death. And he offers himself, come to me, and I will bring you life and save you. Come to him and receive his promise. But maybe you don't, maybe you hear it and you're just like, man, I, that's not for me. I just encourage you um, in this time to stay where you're at and just continue to reflect and, and listen to the voice of Jesus. And my hope and prayer for you as you sit there is that you will hear it and that you will receive it and you will believe it and that you will come to him. But stay where you're seated. Everyone who has responded to the voice of Jesus and belongs to him, come and take the Lord's Supper. We've got two stations here. We've got one in the back. Uh, we've got gluten-free option as well for those of you who, who need that. So take some time, reflect on Jesus' voice. I am the door. I am the good shepherd. I will protect you. I will nourish you, love you, save you all the days of your life.